0: Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast. This is episode number four with Kristen Abel, another fellow proud higher ed geek uh, who works in uh, sort of web management and development, um, but has been a uh, a good friend colleague of mine uh, for a few years. I interviewed her twice for... Um, The SAC podcast. So I'll link out to those two episodes if you want to check them out, Um, as well as everything else that we talk about. A lot of cool stuff. Um, She is a um, very strong mental health advocate, uh, especially in the workplace, with just sort of uh, working to erode uh, and kind of get rid of the stigma, uh, kind of bringing that part of ourselves into work, since it does impact our ability to do work if we are suffering from you know anxiety or um, depression or anything like that so uh she also runs the committed project so definitely check that out a great uh, site with a lot of uh, awesome resources but uh yeah really enjoyed this chat really fun stuff um, and really appreciate uh uh, all the great work that Kristen does and uh all the cool stuff that we talked about in this episode so um yeah without further ado this is episode number four with Kristen It's an honor to have our good friends at SwiftKick be a sponsor of the podcast because I've seen their work firsthand, and it's truly unlike any student leadership training I've experienced. They've been voted best student leadership program unprecedented five times, so you know they must be doing something right. As a bonus for our listeners, SwiftKick is giving a $500 discount off their normal speaking fee if you mention High Ed Geek when you contact them. I highly recommend their trainings for your campus, as your students will be talking about it for months afterwards. It's really great stuff. Check them out, swiftkickhq.com, to learn more, and let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I can't remember when we had talked last, like, for the podcast and stuff, but I guess... um yeah, I guess there's anything kind of big happened, you know, anything cool that I guess is sort of noteworthy, uh, in your life. And then we'll kind of get into anything else, I guess, uh, what's kind of been going on for you lately.
1: Sure. Uh, noteworthy gosh. Um, I think probably the, the biggest things that have been happening is I, uh, as you know, I tend to have a lot of like little side projects and stuff that I'm Mm -hmm. always working on. Um, and so, um, I've actually started doing, uh, I do web development for my full-time job, but I've actually started doing um, web development, like freelancing. Um, and so that's been kind of a um, fun venture for me, um, as well as um, I've still been speaking a lot about um, mental illness uh, as through the Committed Project, and I got to do um, a webinar with the U.S. Uh, Office of Disability Employment Policy um, uh, gosh, it's been a little over a month ago um, and so we had like 200 people at the webinar. It was super cool about uh, mental illness in the higher ed workplace. So that's kind of my most exciting thing that has happened recently.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, very cool um So yeah, and I know that yeah, it's just been like um it's just cool because I guess uh, you kind of being known for that or, or sort of kind of cultivating that. Expertise for like a better term, I guess, because like, I, I right. feel very humble of like, I'm not an expert, but just like, yeah, right. like you, you very much immersed yourself in it. It's at least that you're an advocate for it, I guess I'll say, you know, like it's, yeah, you being at the table, it's just like, you know, um, because yeah, it's like the expert thing to me is like, well, I'm not somebody who's like done like psychology research for right. like, you know, a decade or something. Um, but yeah, I guess, how did that, how did that come about? Like, did they, was it that you're just sort of like, in the ether, they, they knew of you, they approached you and you sort of just jumped in for that or kind of how did that come up?
1: They actually found me through committed. Um, And so it was, they reached out to me in May, which is mental health awareness month. And we were actually uh, doing a ton of stuff then um, posting a bunch, um, sharing uh, a bunch of Instagram uh, posts that Sue, uh, Sue Caulfield, Hmm. uh, who works with me on that, um, had, had drawn and created for us. So we were kind of uh, really immersed in the mental health advocacy landscape during that month. Uh, it's hard, probably the hardest thing for us there is that it's for both of us, uh, it's, it's a, it is a side hustle, but it's an unpaid mm-hmm. side hustle. And it's like we have to get in touch with our mental illness while we're doing that. Um, and so it's very draining. Um, and so these, I'm always jealous when I see stuff like Mental Health America does stuff like year round, I'm like, oh, yeah, they all get paid to do that. This is just our, uh, you know, side passion project, really. Um, and so anyways, when we were doing that, uh, they had uh, reached out to me through the Committed uh, website and emailed me and just said, hey, we've been following your story this month. Um, and would be curious if you'd uh, come in and, and give that perspective uh, to this webinar that we're doing. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: So, yeah, I mean, I think that's part of, you know, your journey and, um, you know, something that you've really kind of taken up the mantle of, you know, like I said, being an advocate for. So I guess, you know, I'll definitely recommend people to, um, you know, listen to the uh, other episodes where you, you know, one of them in particular, you really go into your journey and kind of um, taking this unique path and everything to where you are today. but. Um, I guess if you want to give a quick recap or maybe just, you know, look at your journey in a different way in terms of just like, you know, um, kind of where you've been at your life when you've made like different decisions and stuff like that. Just kind of give that introduction of who you are and you know, the journey that you've been on so far.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I always kind of joke that I like recreate myself every few years. So mm. it's been a, a little bit of a windy path. Um, I, let's see, um, I actually... I uh, have a, um, a degree in psychology and then my master's is in social work. So I'm not your average um, higher ed uh, person because mm-hmm. I have a degree that's outside the field, um, which does make the committed work kind of interesting, by the way, but we'll come back to that. <laughs> um, but anyways, I while I was working um, on my master's, I actually worked in res life and got pretty ingrained in what I was doing there and really enjoyed it uh, and started even though when I graduated um, with my master's, I was really wanting to work in a women's center. Um, I had all this experience in uh, res life. And so I was like, oh, I, could, I could work in res life for a while. I could uh, work in a women's center. Um, I ended up, I think my first job after graduation was actually um, with a trio program. That's wow. a um, federally funded program. It's a uh, grant program. And uh, I was doing advising and and not really counseling, um, but really talking uh, with first-generation low-income students and then students with disabilities. Um, and so we were, you know, I was working with a variety of students. I was doing everything from, you know, tutoring some of them, um, not really tutoring, but like just providing a second reader on mm-hmm. their papers to helping them enroll for classes, to helping them find financial support, um, to really just if they had problems, making sure that they were getting counseling help if they needed it. But a lot of times I was the first person they would talk to. Um, And then uh, my partner is also in higher ed and works in res life. And he got um, a job at the University of Georgia. So we went down there and I ended up working in res life there for a couple of years, um, really working with recruitment for um, RAs and then training And development, which is like also one of my like 5 million like geek areas that I could totally spend all day on. Uh, I got to like help develop their um, class that they had to take. And um, I was in charge of scheduling all of training. So like that whole uh, and we had like 200 RAs there. So it was no small venture. Um, And then after that, uh, I did finally end up in a women's center i um, working with sexual violence, uh, advocacy and, uh, support. Um, and I did that for about two years and then, um, worked in another women's center more on the programming side of things and the administrative side of things, and then back into res life. Uh, and then after like three years, um, in kind of a pretty high stress, not pretty, it was a really high stress situation. I was like, I am miserable. I hate this. This is awful. Um, I really like doing stuff on websites, like, and that's what I would do. Like, that's what I would retreat to when I was having these like awful days. I'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to go close my door and play around on the website for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I can still count that as work, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was able to get um, a job at the, at the same university um, working with our student affairs websites, um, but also some larger website uh, uh, issues for the university and learned on the job how to develop websites. Um, and I, this is the longest I've ever been, uh, in one kind of role. I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not in that exact same role. I'm actually now the web manager. So, um, I used to joke that this role is, um, the webmaster for the university or the web mistress, uh, because it's been, it's been women for the last two, um, uh, people who have been in it. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, I oversee web at the university and, uh, it's, I, I love it. Like it's, I don't, I don't know that I see myself doing, um, anything extremely different at this point. Like I may do other things, but like, I think I'm pretty much going to be here for the duration with, uh, or at least be in web, um, and higher ed web, um, specifically for the duration, because it's really, um, that's where I feel like my skill set. And my interests have crossed. Um, uh-huh. A lot of uh, previous positions have either been skill set driven or interest driven, and I haven't had like both of those things um, come into play, um, which I think is what happens to a lot of people. Like they get really excited about something, but their skill set doesn't match, or they have they're really skilled in an area, um, but their um, interest isn't there. I've, I've been really fortunate to find a place where both of those crossed, um, and then of course, because, uh, it doesn't, it's not nearly as draining, um, as being the director of residence life was for me. Um, I am constantly, uh, doing stuff on the side. So, um, I've been doing, I've done like, um, the ACPA tech force. I did that for a year, you Uh know, or I, I do, um, uh, social media consulting. I did that for a year where I actually like went out to universities and, um, either consulted or spoke, um, And, uh, I do a lot of presentations on various things. And then, um, of course, more recently in the past, like three years, I've started really talking about mental health. Um, and it was because when I was in my previous job, I actually had a really, really, really bad episode of depression where, um, I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. Um, and mm, in hindsight, maybe I probably should have, but I did not Um, I, I made it through it. Um, but it really felt like that was going to be the only option it it, and it became apparent to me that when I tried to talk to my coworkers about it, they were not ready to talk to me about it. They were not, um, able to be supportive because they just didn't know how to deal with that. Like they didn't know how to talk to somebody who they worked with, uh, that experienced mental illness. And that's when it was kind of like it, that became my passion project. Um, I, I really hate using the word passion. I've used it like three times already. <laughs> so sorry about that. But, um, yeah, it became like this this area where I was like, this is needed. Like I like, and I can be the person to do this, and um, or I can be one of the people doing it. And so, and you know what? Like I and I joke about this a lot. Like now I'm 40 years old, and I'm like, I'm 40. What are they gonna do to me? Like you know, like I'm a web developer. If mm-hmm. I get fired, I'll go get a job someplace. Like I'm a web developer. So like I feel like I have a privilege um, and a luxury to be able to be out about my mental illness. Um, and to advocate for it in a way that people who are just starting out in their jobs or even people who are very well established in their jobs don't feel like they have that freedom to do that. Um, so, Hey, like if I have that freedom, I should use that to do, to, to make a difference for others.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that idea of like you finding that place where it feels like a much more kind of like alignment, you know, within you in terms of like what you do well and all that is like, obviously what kind of like what I you know, kind of the, the grander goal of, of this endeavor of like, you know, celebrating people's enthusiasms and the things that they, um, you know, enjoy that are parts of their life and all that. Cause I think that's kind of like the idea, like my optimistic self is that like, if only we could have more people who were enthusiastic about the work that they're doing and be good at that work too. Cause yeah, people get like pulled one way or the other where it's like, well, I can do that well, but I'm not necessarily enthusiastic about it. Um, or vice versa. And just like, um, Yeah, just, like, me being somebody who just, like, I love kind of geek culture and, you know, cons and cosplay and just, like, you know, fandom in terms of, like, shows and stuff. Like, the just raw enthusiasm that, you know, those kind of things can pull. It's the idea that certainly I'm sure, like, you know, you're not, like, you know, geeking out as hard as about web development as you might, like, something else that just kind of cultivates that a little bit more. It's just the idea, though, that I think, you know, for me, like, podcasting or writing and those kind of things, like, it it certainly can be... Because, yeah, like, passion project is like, just not a good term because right. it's, like, you know, side hustle gets, like, like, overused or whatever. Just, like – Right. I, I guess it's almost just, like, it's it's a hobby, I guess. is that also feels yeah. like the, not a good enough word, but just, like, yeah, because um, it's the book that I know um, – a lot of people I know have read, and I, I reviewed it on um, the blog. The Real Artists Have Day Jobs, like, doing something, like, committed where it would encourage some creativity or just anything like that, you know, that doesn't have to pay the bills, and it's almost, like um, – it's better to kind of be like, okay, I have my day job and then do this other um hobby as just kind of like a um you know, the thing that kind of brings joy to my life and just cultivates a different skill set. But I'm still like out in the world and finding inspiration there, um, to bring back into, you know, whatever art or other projects that I um, you know, get into and stuff and um yeah, I think there there's a lot there, but you talked about a lot and I yeah. I, I enjoyed all of it cuz I think I'm, you know, early in my career and I still feel like I'm searching for that, you know, yeah. kind of right fit of like the values and the the skills and the the interest and everything aligning. So, um, yeah, and I think you know, your story is one where it definitely took a while to get there, but the, the, you know, it's all about the journey and you know, you probably like like you said, in terms of just like your uh, educational background, bringing into different things that you do now, or just like everything that happened, kind of built you into the person that you are now, who is able to be like, I like that, you know, I like higher ed, but I don't want to work in res life, but I love web development, and I found this thing, like you kind of had to, you know, try a couple things on before you found the thing that was just like you know a really good fit.
1: Um, right, and I and had I not yeah. done the work in res life that I did, like had I not brought the skill set there. Like, I wouldn't have built the relationships on campus that allowed me to take a job where I wasn't really fully qualified at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, but was able to learn on the job because people knew that I would learn, right? Like, because I had, I had that history there. And I think, like, people don't always get that, that um, there. you don't always get to go straight to what you want to do because there's some skill building still that you have to do. Um, but if you build relationships with people and trust, um, sometimes you get opportunities to do those sorts of things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, there's, there's the part of like, cause yeah, I can get an impatient and there's certainly the part of like paying your dues. But I think also it's like, you have to define the thing that you, you know, are most interested in. And I think sometimes it's like, I feel like, oh man, I like, I, I wasted time or something, but it's like, no, you have to look at it. Yeah. Like you're building, connections and experience and, and, and knowledge and everything that's uh if you just look at it the right way can still serve you going forward so uh, right yeah i know no, yeah go ahead
1: no i i mean i was just gonna say like i think part of and you kind of started to allude to this i think um yeah you know like web like i said web development and, and web management um is where my interests and skills align but like i if i had to do that you know 24 hours a day i would be bored mm-hmm. right so it's it's a job that leaves me enough emotional capacity to do those other things that also fill me. Um, And, and so it's that it's the perfect mix for me that um, I do have something that, yeah, it's, it's interesting and I enjoy it, but I also then can go home at the end of the day and cross stitch and read and write and do all these other things um, that I also find fun because I have the emotional energy at the end of the day to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. And that segues well. I'm just like, you know, you've talked a lot about your journey and your work and what you enjoy about it. Um, so, you know, you have that capacity to do other things. So, like, you know, and I think certainly the the mental health awareness and advocacy is certainly something that you can say that you kind of like geek out about. And, you know, you can go that way if you want. But I guess anything else like writing or, you know, cross stitching or anything like that, I guess just like anything that you're kind of geeking out about currently and like, have you always been into it? How did you get into it? Um, just... Uh, yeah, kind of give that, um, that framework of the things that, you know, you're currently kind of, uh, you know, yeah, just geeking out about.
1: Sure. Um, well, yes. Okay. So I do geek out a little bit about cross stitch. Um, it, you've probably by now, uh, most uh, people who are listening, I've probably seen, um, a lot of the subversive cross stitch that's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been really actually kind of cool, uh, to see, uh, I've crossed stitched since I was like nine years old, because I was this dorky kid apparently, but, um, <laughs> Uh, I've always kind of done it and done a lot of patterns. Um, but and, and this is one of the things I actually used to develop my own patterns every once in a while. Um, it's one of those things that, and it, it goes very well with like my the web development. Like I'm really, I, I am really creative, but I like pattern. Like I like structure to my creativity. Mm-hmm. So being able to draw a pattern in a grid format is like about as structured creatively as you can get. Um, and so that actually works out really well for me. So, um, I do a lot of, um, different things like, uh, people, like I, I have little, um, uh, people cross stitches that I do. And I actually, um, I've actually patterned out. I haven't started stitching it cause it's going to be massive. Uh, but a Buffy, the vampire slayer alphabet.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, so I'm really excited about that. It's super geeky, like I said, but it's going to be huge. Um, so it has like all the different characters that go with all the different letters. Um, Um, uh, there was a couple of those that were super hard and are very obscure references, but, uh, (laughs) uh, anyways, I managed, I managed, I found all of them. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, I like doing that sort of stuff. Um, I also read a ton, like a ton, uh, probably one to two books a week. Wow. Um, and that is probably where I indulge my, um, geeking out the most. So, um, lately I've been, I have been reading books about like, um, how to make better presentations or, or slide decks. Um, I've also, um, read, um, a lot about, um, oh, I, this, this year, actually, I should say like it's been most of the year. Um, I've been really, uh, trying hard to read books by authors from different backgrounds and cultures than me. Uh, Um, and so like, I actually have a list of like, um, women authors who are all from different backgrounds and, um, countries and cultures. And, you know, there's like LGBT, there's, um, uh, people who are, um, different religions, all sorts of different stuff. So I've been kind of like steadily making my way through that and just kind of learning about different cultures and things like that. Um, that's always really important to me. A lot of the, uh, Social justice stuff I've been reading about. Um, I like anything I can get my hands on. I pretty much read, um, but I also uh, when in my moments like recently where I was kind of like brain fried um, just between work and everything else, uh, the world. Um, young adult fiction. I love young adult fiction. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Super good. Good. Good
0: reads there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, and I'm quite impressed because like it takes me a lot just to like get through one book and oh. that you can like just crush a couple in a week like that's just like <laughs> expert level like because I don't well, I think yeah it's just hard for me to focus I guess on a book I just get bored after like a chapter and I just kind of you do like bite-sized chunks of it over like a long
1: period it's, of time it's so there's a part of the, the reason that I read as much as I do I mean like part of the reason that I, I can read that is because I there's a lot of my time that I spend reading like I spend um, usually at least an hour at lunch every day reading. Um, and then, you know, at night, maybe an hour to two hours reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't watch that much TV. Um, I, you know, I watch the occasional TV, especially when I'm, when I'm actually stitching. Um, I watch TV while I do that. So uh, that does take away from my reading time. Those are During those times, I don't read as much. But um, part of the reason that I do it is it's actually it helps with my anxiety mm-hmm. uh, because it allows me to get out of my own head. Uh, for a little bit so like especially fiction um or even biographies really um they they allow me to like go be in somebody else's head for a little bit um and it's just enough that I can then go back to work in the afternoon and actually be refreshed um whereas when i sit by myself and dwell or even talking to people and we tend to like vent about work or whatever like i'm still like dwelling on stuff and my head's still cycling Um, and people with anxiety probably would recognize this description very well, what I'm talking about, where your, your brain just starts to cycle on the same things over and over and over again. Um, and, and reading for me breaks that cycle. And when I'm not reading, um, I tend to have much, uh, higher anxiety and more anxiety attacks actually. Hmm. So it's kind of my own self-medicating for that.
0: Yeah. That's that's an interesting thing that you just know about yourself though. Like, and, um, uh, Yeah, sure. You probably have just maybe like subconsciously utilized that as a strategy. But now just having the self-awareness, it's like, because I can imagine, like, if you go out of town for like a week and you forgot all your books or something, it'd be like, like now you have the self-awareness, like, you know, to make sure that you do it. Because like, if you don't, you're probably like, man, why do I feel so anxious? Like, it's just like, oh, no, I'd
1: go to the bookstore. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: if you're you're, uh, getting anxious, it's like, I need to go get a book. I forgot. Yeah, which you probably have no problem finding them. But yeah, it's just like. It'd be one of those things, like for anybody, whatever their like tool is, if they don't have the awareness to know that it's something that helps them, you know, and it's obviously like, you don't have to like medicate yourself, which I'm sure works for some people, but I'm sure for other people, it's just like, you'd want to avoid that at all costs because it you know it's going to have its pros and cons and you know right. costs associated with it, whatever. But, you know, books, it's like, you're learning, you're growing, it can be fun. And just like a, um, a way, like you said, just to like learn so much about people from different backgrounds than yours, which I know a lot of people um have been purposely doing lately which is which is right. great um and yeah i mean that's kind of the exact connection of just like that simple behavior and how it's kind of positively contributing to your life of just like you know allowing you to get out of your head for a little bit cuz uh, yeah like i on my breaks usually listen to um like npr one they'll do the little clips of like the news or something or you know just things that are going on sure. or listen to a podcast and it just like a lot of times that's uh moments where I'll find inspiration or just ideas and just like kind of thought provoking things, especially with, with podcasts. It's always like, you know, those are just positive random question. of just like, why is this thing the way that it is? And I'll just be like, yeah, I don't know. Like I want to, I want to figure it out. Right. I'll listen to this like 20 minute episode. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that's where I kind of get that. Cause I feel like it's like, I would just need to like speed read or something because like I'll listen to podcasts cause this is something that, um, Tom Kriegelstein, like I, uh, he like will listen to podcasts at like one and a half speed. And I started to do that. And it's like funny because if I listen to the episodes on like normal speed, I'm like, why does it sound like it's in like slow motion, but it's just that oh idea, like, like just kind of like, especially just if I don't have a lot of time, it's like, okay, I want to get through this like 50 minute episode in my 30 minute lunch break. I'm going to listen to it really quickly. And, you know, I'll still kind of get, get the point kind of thing. right. Um, cause sometimes that's interesting.
1: Okay. I haven't done that. It, podcast is another area that um, probably only in the last year that I've really like spent a lot of time listening to different ones. Um, and I have like, I don't know, I don't know how people listen to these all like, you know, everybody's <laughs> always giving me like 10 billion recommendations. I'm like, I'm already still, I'm still trying to make it through my other ones because, and and I think this is again, I think people who read books maybe do this, but like I have a need to like go from beginning to end. Like it's really hard for me to skip around um, and so like, but with podcasts, you do like, you could skip around, you find the episode that you're particularly interested in or whatever. Um, you don't necessarily have to listen to all of them beginning to end. Um, unless it's something like serial, um, or, um, one of those, uh, which I do like those because those are like reading a book or like listening to an audiobook kind of as well. Um, but yeah, like I have a bajillion and one, uh, that I still need to listen to, you know, like that are on my list to listen to, but and... i have my favorites that i listen to like every week and i make sure that i listen to those and then i have other ones that i just whenever i have time i fill in
0: yeah um man that's why i like them i think is that they're just like bite-sized morsels and you can just you know skip around if you want it's, like i usually listen to more like just kind of episodic ones versus yeah the serialized but um, yeah and i guess anything else with like because I, I guess i have to give a shout out just you know in my pure geeky fashion because i know you're a big wonder woman (laughs) fan too i am Um, so i guess just anything with uh, i mean wonder woman or you mentioned like books and kind of what it contributes to your life anything like with cross stitch and just like specifically like what that has kind of positively contributed to your life um in terms of just like it's more like a recent discovery and what it means to you or just um i guess a cross that you said you've done for a long time and i guess i don't know how long you've kind of been uh you know, big fan of, of Wonder Woman, but I know you've, uh, with the, the movie coming out recently, like uh, yeah. I've never seen it just like, you're very, uh, kind of supportive and uh, enthusiastic about that, but I guess, uh, And then
1: I went to that. it like three times. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's a great movie. It's a great. Movie.
1: It was, it was really well done. I was really pleased with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's really interesting. So I, this is kind of my, I guess, secret. It's not really very secret. Cause I tell people this all the time, but like one of the things that I think is really, um, cool about geeking out about stuff like wonder woman or cross stitch is that like people know me for that. Right. Like, so I get people who, even though I'm an introvert, right. And and so like when I'm in the office, I'm, I have my headphones in, I'm doing my work, whatever. It's not that I don't ever talk to people, but um, I really need a lot of uh, alone time to, to get my work done. Um, Because I have those interests, like people always feel like there's something they can talk to me about. Um, in some way and something that they know about me. And so it it helps to build relationships, I think, um, you know, because they they're like, oh, I saw this Crossage thing and I thought of you or, oh, I saw this Wonder Woman thing and I thought of you. And um, it's funny because like probably 80 percent of my Wonder Woman collection is stuff that p- other people bought for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had like almost nothing when I started and then people just like I would always be like, oh, I love Wonder Woman whatever. And, and people just started buying me stuff. I have some really cool things like stuff that I never would have found for myself. And I certainly couldn't afford to have purchased, um, for myself. And so that's, that's kind of the joy of it is that like it, um, it brings people, I think closer, um, to, to me. And it's, it's not that they're not seeing, um, a core part of me. I mean, the the reason that I love Wonder Woman is she's this very strong female character um, and some would argue, uh, the strongest of the superheroes, mm-hmm. but I won't get into that. Um, and my, my coworker is a Batman fan. So it, it, you know, we have these conversations occasionally. Um, but anyways, like it just, you know, it's, it's a way for people to know like a little bit about me. Oh, she likes Wonder Woman, you know, like, okay, obviously she's probably, you know, obviously, but maybe she's also interested in women's issues and she's, um, you know, interested in, um, advocating for women and, and those sorts of things. Like those are all true of me, um, as well. And, and I think it, you know, or even like the, the cross stitch, okay. Like she like is into like crafty work and she likes to work with her hands and, um, those sorts of things. And it, it's not just that I like those things in a vacuum. It's that they're actually glimpses into, to a bigger part of me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely. Cause like my, little, like, uh, desk at my office, like, um, yeah, I mean, I I did a whole, like, blog series, so I don't know, you you already contributed to that, too, just, like, yeah, like, the, because that's one thing, like, you can have this physical representation where it can kind of work to help build more authentic connections, people know what you're into, and it's kind of, like, a bridge in, Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's easily, like, a positive way that, like, the, the interest can, you know, kind of add to your life, where, people just kind of know you for things. Cause yeah, it's like the same thing for me is that, like, I've been into star Wars for most of my life and I always get those like sort of things as gifts sometimes. So it's just like, I'm like, I, I mean, I love star Wars. Like I have enough random stuff. Like yeah. I don't need like some other thing, but it's like, certainly appreciated because people, I, I guess it's, uh, you know, more helpful for them. To know, like, like, Oh, he loves the, you know, he loves that thing. I'm going to, you know, that, but, um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I think that like a character like Wonder Woman, yeah. Has so much other, like, kind of layers that uh yeah you know people can kind of connect with and stuff so absolutely
1: Um, and plus like because I decorate my cube I have the most interesting screen when I do video conference calls mm -hmm. so obviously very important stuff but (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) people are always like whoa what is going on behind you there and I'm like Oh, I got Wonder Woman over here. I got Buffy over here. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I. Yeah, because the way that mine's set up, it's like what I'm looking at, which is, I mean, it's nice and it's all yeah. way. like everything's decorated, but like behind me is just like the rest of the floor. But um, yeah. the last
1: uh, time my hu- my husband stopped by my cube, he was like, "I think you have enough now," and I'm like, "Oh, there's no such thing." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so you're like swap out stuff. Like, oh, this thing's been here right. for a while. I want to put the new thing, in. there, you know, I
1: I can move this around. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess um, anything uh, that you want to give uh, kind of a tip of the hat to, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, a lot of stuff that you read uh, and then, um, you know, just some things kind of classically or throwbacks that you're into like Buffy, um, but just anything that you're you're reading, watching, listening to that you'd want to um, share out just as, uh, yeah, things that you're into. Sure. Right now. Um,
1: so the I mentioned like I have a, a couple of podcasts that I really, really like to listen to. Uh, regularly, the hilarious world of depression is freaking amazing. Um, it's uh, John Moe, who's a comedian, and he interviews other comedians and celebrities who experience um, mostly depression but also other mental illnesses. Um and I love it because um, i I have always been somebody who's like been found humor to be really important. Um, And lately, as I've been um, talking about mental illness and advocating for it, I've lost some of that humor because I'm trying to be sensitive to so many people um, and and their concerns. And it was really a really good way for me to reintroduce that um, into how I think about um, my own uh, experiences with mental illness. Um, So it's it's fantastic. Uh, He just did one with John Green, um, who writes a lot of young adult books like The Fault in Our Stars. Um, And it was amazing. Like I was in a funk and I would listen to it and I'm like, Oh, this makes me feel so much better. Cause I know I'm not alone. Yeah. Um, and, um, they, like, I don't know. It just, it, Hey, this person who's like so super successful still experiences bouts of this and still does stupid stuff, like goes off his medication. I'm like, okay, that makes me feel a little better about myself. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's one that I, um, love. Um, I just, I really adore that. Um, there's also, and I swear not all my stuff is about mental health, but a lot of it has been lately. Um, but there's a TV show called you're the worst.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and, um, the, one of the main characters experiences depression and it is easily the most accurate portrayal of depression I've ever seen, um, in film, uh, or on TV. And so it just, it was like so great. And then this whole, like, she has a conversation, um, with her boyfriend and is like, you can't fix this. You can't fix me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how many times have I had, have we had that conversation? And, um, my husband of course totally gets that now, but like, it took us a long time to get there and, and to, to get that understanding. And it was so, it was, it was really good. So I, um, really enjoy that, um, show as well. Um, and I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I'm, I'm in a little lax on this. I should have gone and seen it uh, last weekend, but there's a new movie out, um, I think it's Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, which is about, of course, the creator of Wonder Woman. Um, who And I've, I've read, um, uh, there's a book all about the about him and, and the how Wonder Woman came about. And there was actually, um, and I suspect that this is somewhat similar, there was a play that a local theater here did um, that was also about that that was really interesting. And so um, he's got a fascinating backstory as well. Um, uh, and it's also just, it's, it's interesting to me that this, like this, the most powerful, um, you know, superhero, this woman was created by a man, um, but a man who was extremely feminist and, and had very feminist ideals, um, in a lot of ways. So, um, so yeah, that's on my to-do list, I guess, still. Um, so I'm excited about that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's another good segue of just like something that you're looking forward to because, uh, you, know, you know, we'll kind of get to that movie, which does look uh, interesting because, yeah, I think it's even like, obviously, like any movie adaptation or just sort of like, you know, trying to like make someone's life into like a, a two hour right. movie. Like, I think that the movie takes some liberties, but I think the, the spirit of it is really um, important and I'm not sure if they, you know, could have gone any way of just depending on how the, the Wonder Woman like movie was received but it's, it's right cool to kind of get this behind the scenes now like a little bit after the uh, the movie was released um, but yeah so there's that that you know you're kind of having kind of on your to-do list like anything else just in your job and life the world just if it's a book movie show podcast or whatever you know just anything or like a you know a conference or something that you're going to just anything that you are looking forward to in the near future just as a little positive note to uh to end on here
1: so this is just, I guess, uh, I don't know if I'm looking forward to this or not, but we, so, um, I, I won't be able to let my son listen to this cause I'm going to tell you what his Christmas present's is going to be, even <laughs> though it's October. Um, so my son has been asking for a cat for the last year and my husband and I are strictly dog people. Uh, but we're going to get him a cat for Christmas <laughs> and I am both extremely nervous and kind of excited to see how he does with it. Cause he's like a big he's really in animals. He did a camp, um, this summer, he's 11 years old and he did a camp this summer at a, um, pet shelter. Um, they did, they did like a one week camp and, um, he is just super into like helping animals and wants to be a vet when he gets older. Um, and you know, during the times when he doesn't want to be a YouTube star, of course. (laughs) Um, and, uh, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of excited about that, but I'm not really a cat person, but I think it'll be fun. I, I think we'll see either that, or it's going to be like the worst idea we ever had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, and then the the only other thing, like I, um, because like I said, my son is very fascinated. Like, I don't know. I'm an 11 year old that doesn't want to be a YouTube star right now. Um, but I really try to foster that, which I know a lot of parents are like, whatever. Don't, you know, you don't need to mess with that. So I bought him a game capture, um, system. And we're going to be um, setting up some stuff so that he can actually record. And so I've been learning about video um, and like how to, you know, how to do editing and different things like that um, so that I can help him. And um, so that's kind of a cool thing that I'm, I've am i kind of started to dig into, but still have a lot more to go
0: mm-hmm. yeah. That I'm
1: excited about.
0: Yeah. Um, and you know what, maybe he can be a animal focused YouTube star, you know, just kind of merge we everything go. together, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: he can, he can have like a whole like series about his cat. That should right, be, right. that'd be awesome.
0: Maybe, you know, maybe it's more comedic or maybe, you know, it's just like chronicles <laughs> of a, you know, cat of Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's exactly just in the sense of like, cause I think that's something that throughout this episode and it's a nice kind of point to end on is that like, you know, you've talked a lot about your journey and your interest in all that, but obviously, like, you have a child and that's a huge part of your life. And then, like, you're able to do things with your son to learn and grow yourself, but then build that bond with him and just, like, you know, further his development and kind of foster his interest. Cause it's like, you know, I, I remember, like, going through phases and stuff, like, you know, and things that never in the end amounted to anything, but I think it would help, you know, cause, like, I played, like, Pee sports and stuff and all that it's uh-huh. like I'm like so anti-sports now like I'm not athletic I, I just don't really get into it but like that was a social outlet for me you know provided right. some physical activity and it's like you know I was into it at the time and like you know the idea of like I know uh, not a parent but like the idea that you might have this like archetype that you think your kid is going to be and if you yeah, have like a lot of parents now it's like oh my kid wants to be social media famous and you're like you will never do that it's like right they, they will probably find a way like they're gonna like you know go with their friends who is you know has a camera or whatever you know is or like you know yeah so just do it on their phones if they have a phone like they, right. they whatever but um
1: well and I can't yeah. tell you right now like when I look at jobs like so many jobs want video experience oh, yeah. or, or knowledge. And I'm like, I don't care if he becomes a YouTube star or not. If he gets to figure out how to edit videos and stuff out of that, like immediately, like he's already got more experience than a ton of people out there. Why mm-hmm. is that a bad thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, because it's something like I got into in high school is like video and audio. And it's like, one of those things that there's like an initial very much like a learning curve and something that you have to get over. But then like just having the basic skills, like once you get to a certain point, a lot of it becomes very intuitive. All the software is very similar and stuff. So it's like, yeah, if you can just foster even just a kind of um, kind of basic comfort level with the, the kind of video editing interfaces and stuff. And I guess, uh, I don't know if, because if I, maybe I misheard you, but like if there's like um, stuff with like video game streaming, if it's capturing yeah. that. Yeah. I mean like that's, because I've gotten into that more with like a particular video game that I'm into there's a huge like Twitch streaming community and stuff and like yes. that's just something that I never heard, do heard of Twitch side. until yeah.
1: recently and I'm like what the heck's Twitch <laughs> and so then he's having to tell me all about it I'm like okay well cool yeah now I got to check now I got to learn about that that's and I think it's something that and maybe this is a geek mindset I don't know but like when somebody tells me about something new it's not just like okay that's cool you go do your thing it's like ooh I need to learn about that. Like I, you know, I need to find out more about that and understand it. And, um, so that's just kind of how I approach pretty much everything. Um, and so my husband always laughs cause he can tell whatever somebody's mentioned to me recently by whatever books are sitting on my nightstand. Um, because it's like, Oh, okay. So we're learning about that this week. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. 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 But I, mean, I think that's definitely like spot on. And another thing that I would hope to like, you know, in my ha- mind, it's like, if there's something that we would want to, kind of um sort of inspiring people is that like because yeah for lack of a better term the geeky tendency of just being curious enjoying learning and seeking out knowledge right. you know because um, i think whether it's you know politics and just like a policy issue or yeah learning about twitch and that's like a whole sect of the like streaming and video kind of content you know kind of industry now because like amazon owns it and they're just like building out this entire roster of streamers. a lot of people that just do it on the side. Some people do it professionally. There's the whole video game, like, competition and tournaments and stuff that go through, like, streaming and all that. So, yeah, it's just, like, you know, that's a whole thing that somebody can learn about, but there's obviously just so much that we can learn about in the world. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, just making sure we stay curious, stay uh, sort of thoughtful and just kind of uh, learning more about uh, everything that's out there. So, yeah. and that is a, a beautiful place to end. I will not uh, Absolutely. try to uh, tarnish that in any way. Uh, really appreciate your time here, Kristen. And uh, yeah, this will post um, in the near future because I'm just kind of building out the rest of the episodes for this year. But um, it'll be out soon and I'm excited for it to get out and I appreciate your time and uh, some really good stuff here. And we'll have uh, everything that we uh, talked about here in the show notes. So um, Awesome.
1: Yeah. Let me know if I if you need me to send you anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, any links
1: or anything like that. So yeah, thanks for idea. doing it. I love, I love talking to you
0: about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, all good stuff. And uh, yeah, just have a good rest of your day. And I'll talk to you again soon. You too. Take yeah. care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.